Greetings, everybody. Nathan here, solo in the studio. Um, John is currently in New York, and we are not going to be recording a full-on episode this week. Um, but we did something special a couple days ago, right before John left for New York. Um, I drove him to the airport, and we recorded an episode in the car. And uh, we had special guest with us and friend of the show, Daphne Koo. Um, a lot of you guys have been wondering when she's going to finally be on the show. Well, here she is. Um, this will not be her final appearance because, you know, uh, this was kind of like a mini episode of sorts. It's about about an hour and 20 minutes, I think. I'm not too sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, the first half of the episode is kind of just John, Daphne and I driving, talking shit. Uh, after we drop John off, uh, we get a little bit more in-depth into Daphne's story talking about her music, her uh, time in music school, um, her battle with cancer, her family's battle with cancer, and how that has informed her as a human being. And speaking of human beings, we, we talk a lot about human beings um, later in the episode. Um, apologies for all the weird background noise that you're going to hear. Uh, I think your ears should adjust in about five minutes. Uh, but yeah, we essentially recorded this with my phone in the car, so don't expect full-on studio-quality audio like the one that you're getting right now. Sibilance. Yeah, okay, anyway. Uh, the rest of this episode is going to sound kind of shitty, but I'm pretty sure your ears are going to get used to it in about five minutes. Stick around, though. I promise you it's worth it. Daphne and I get really into it. And uh, we even uh, perform a song for you guys at the very end of the episode, so look out for that. Uh, we sing you a song that we wrote together that is going to be out on my EP. Um, that's coming out eventually. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird doing this intro by myself. I feel very naked. There's nobody to bounce off of. That could have been a fat joke, but I'm not going to be that mean to John. Um, <laughs> send him your regards on Twitter. He's currently in New York, just um, having a ball of a time. And uh, enjoy this episode with the very talented, very insightful Daphne Koo. Alrighty, I think it's, yeah, it's on. Yeah? Yes, it's on. Okay. Hey, hello everybody! Fuck Zebra Crossing. Hey, hello everybody! Welcome to episode 47. We're doing a full 46.5, 47, 47? Let's just call this 47 because you're going to be gone for a while. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 47 of the I Good see the logic there, Nathan. Of the Good Hang podcast. Um, my name's Nathan. I'm John. And sorry for the slightly shitty audio quality, but uh, we are recording in a car. Yeah. I am driving right now. Am I going the right way, John? Yeah. Okay. And we're driving... Yeah? Yes. Yeah. I'm driving right now with John in the car, and we are headed to the airport because John is going to New York City. New York. For about um, two weeks. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to have a bit of trouble uh, uploading an episode while he's gone. So we figured this would kind of tide you over for the week. Just a little Susan of the good hang. Yes, yeah, so just a little teensy bit. You ever had a Susan of anything? I haven't had any Susan any of any part of me. I, um, I had an aunt named Susan. Yeah. Yeah. I never... Did, did you ever read, like, Dr. Seuss and then, like... Yeah. You put, like, the Dr. Seuss books on you. Yes. That's, that's considered... That was a terrible Dr. thing Dr. Seuss audiobook? <laughs> no, never mind. Um, What's this light? Why is there a light? What's... 
Oh, I'm not sure what that light is. That's There's weird. a lot of like things in my car. I, my car is basically a bus. The hell That's is why it sounds so like big and boomy. Um, but yes, hello everybody. Uh, so while you're listening to this, John is probably um, already in New York living the life. And yep. I'm still here with you. And, you know. Uh-huh. I got the better end of that deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, just trying this out. If you enjoyed... If you enjoy this episode anytime in the next half an hour, I guess is going to be as long about about half an hour. Yep. Um, let us know and maybe we'll do more road trip episodes. Yeah. <laughs> where we drive to places. Maybe we'll go all the way to Thailand. Ooh. You can drive to Thailand, right? You can drive to fucking um, England, right? I think you get tripped up at the channel. Channel, you have to take a ferry. But yeah, you can stay in your car. Isn't it all? So isn't it Thailand? I think the big thing is Russia, right? You go through Russia. Yeah, yeah. But I remember seeing. No, then you can go through Mongolia. Yeah. Then well, Mongolia upwards. All right. Well, before we make this trip, we should decide what route we're taking. Mm. All right. But I know there's something called the Mongolian Rally, where they drive from Mongolia to England or England to Mongolia. One of those two. Ah. But I know you can drive from Mongolia to England for sure. Okay. But, and I know that you can drive from Singapore to Mongolia. So logic, you know. Logic. States that you can drive to England. Yeah. Hey, oh, that's like a bucket list thing to do, yeah. To drive to England? Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, fucking hell. Good hang. On tour. It'll be the longest podcast ever, though. We're going to record the whole time? Record the whole time. On, your, gonna... on your iPhone? <laughs> my battery will die. Probably, yeah. That's yes. probably the issue. Or, or, like, my memory would just, like, run out. I think our friendship would die, too. Our friendship would die after, like, about a 40-day-long podcast. Nathan, you stink! We're in Uzbekistan, you stink! <laughs> but, um, no, but for real, though, like, a bunch of friends and I, we have discussed before, like... A, before we we die or something yeah let's just buy a really cheap car yeah like a VW bus something like that like like a cheapish car like a Corolla drive to England or you know maybe we'll just settle from Mongolia Ford Pinto get there dump the car what about like one of those motorcycles with a sidecar no that wouldn't work though no yeah what would you do in the rain get wet oh yeah like like in the notebook but you'll get sick yeah but that's part of the adventure YOLO YOLO Oh, wasn't that wasn't there this story about this guy that drove a um, Mercedes truck, like basically all around the world on potato fat? Is that what are we mixing up two stories? Oh no 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 no! He he just drove the car straight up. It's either Mercedes or uh, oh crap or Toyota. I don't know what the hell it was. It was it was a, it, he he drove an actual consumer car. That's cool. All around the world. That's cool. And along the way, he lost a wife. Oh, had a son. Oh. Um, and a bunch of other things. That should be a movie. Is that oh, a movie? It's 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 in it's in the works. It'll be the longest Mitsubishi Mercedes <laughs> Toyota commercial. Ever. But this thing, this company has reached out to him, and like around the second half, basically after his wife died, he came back um, to his hometown. <laughs> he sorted out all the things, and then the company was like, "Hey, we're sorry for your loss. Uh, would you like to honor? Like, we would like to sponsor I the rest that. of your journey." I'm so sorry for your loss, but really, that's a hell of a plot. Three twists, <laughs> an act three twist. Yeah, but they were just like, "We want to sponsor." The rest of your journey so you can complete what you set out to do with your wife that's cool and it was insane they drove all around the world in this car and then like wherever they couldn't drive they just like shipped it yeah that's crazy man this is so cool that we're doing a car episode but this week we're supposed to have a guest right that's kind of lame that we don't have a guest hey man I keep guesting my car all the time what yeah why didn't you know what's this in the glove compartment Daphne Daphne Koo hey guys crawl out of there Daphne come out of there Daphne I thought you'd never find me uh, it's, it's not too hard to breathe in there, right? I got a, I got a little fart fan. What else is in there? Oh, oh my 
Narelle. No, 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 no. Keep okay. her in there. Keep, keep, her keep her in there. Just keep a lot of cute little tiny girls in there. Keep okay. her in there. Yeah. Hi, they're, Daphne. They're, too. they're miniature size. They're, they're, they all want to come out, but I'm glad I was chosen. Come I'm closer. Glad I was chosen first. Come closer, Daphne. You're very far from the mic, I think. I'm not sure. I have no means of monitoring this. <laughs> I'm just soft because I've been kept in the glove compartment for the first part of this podcast where I've wanted to say a lot of things. <laughs> John, we have like an actual radio DJ. Wow, yeah, you can tell the difference. In the car, right? Like the voice. The voice is just different. Like our voices just sound like Are normal. Are you both actors too? Yeah, but we're, but we're, we're not DJs. DJs. We're not like DJs. I like, don't know how to work a knob. Do you know how to work a knob, Nathan? But on occasion. Don't ever say that on occasion. Maybe like Friday nights. But like on Friday nights, you can work a knob. Yeah, but I'm really like. Just I don't want to know. A couple of drinks in me. Turn it. Turn it. it. Rub it down. Oh no. I've never. I don't think I've seen you drink, Nathan. Oh. Yeah, you have. Maybe. We've we've partied hardy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. When? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but oh yeah, okay. for sure. Anyway, okay. guys, welcome Daphne Koo to the Daphne show. Koo. Daphne Koo. Hey, uh, episode. Singer, songwriter, musician. Uh, I, she used to be. Are you still a radio DJ? You're not, right? X radio DJ. An X rated DJ. X An X rated DJ. She she takes trying. her top off on every show. Oh, oh, oh. And they love it. And, you I don't want to know how you know that, Nathan, but uh, <laughs> I recently tried my hand at acting too, which uh, yes. so we'll go back into. Yes, because the very multi-talented yeah. Daphne Koo, long-awaited guest, because um, I feel like, because you're one of the, the first people that I told this told about. Yep. I can't phrase the sentence. I was like one of the first <laughs> ten people to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Thank like, you. Thank you no, very much I for that. See that view count. <laughs> Thank you. Aww. Thank you very much for that. And we love you for that. But we finally have you on the show. This is not going to be your first and only appearance. Yep. But, like, uh, Daphne is our guest for two reasons. First of all, because we love her. Yep. And second of all... more important reason. <laughs> she was in the glove compartment. Second of all, yeah, she was in the car. She lives in the car. And also, <laughs> Nathan, my guitar, and I can't bring it home. Oh, no! Me home, so but we did just watch To do movie. that, I... That's true. We did just watch we a movie. We did watch an epic movie. We just watched Jungle Book, and Jungle Book was a fantastic movie. Was it movie. good? Can it I say great. for the record, Nathan has never watched the original Jungle Book. I've never seen the original Jungle It's Book. one of those things where I haven't, I don't know if I've seen the whole thing from beginning to end, but I'm sure I've watched it in oh, my childhood. You have, you know? you it was beyond my time. Oh, but I'm, like I forget you're so young, Nathan. I, I know that is true. I'm a child. No, but that, that era of Disney, Still. like Robin Hood... Um, that's kind of like a lost time for me. Robin Hood, what was it? Robin Hood, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, the early yeah. ones. Not so, I haven't seen this watch. The the nineties ones I've seen multiple times. Oh, yeah. I guarantee we've seen like them. Little like Little Mermaids. Lion like, <laughs> King. Well that was when, you know, they got Alan Mankin on board and all yep. the music started oh, being like and the Howard Ass Man. But, uh, so the movie was good. I still don't know if Daphne's close enough to the mic. I'm just afraid that when we listen back to this, Daphne's gonna be like, murmur, murmur, murmur. It's okay, it'll just sound like she's in the glove compartment still. <laughs> Guys, I project for a living. It's fine. This is true. Project for a living. She projects an image. I project like, my voice. You project for a you project a vision okay. of where you wanna be. Just in case I'm shouting this whole episode, it's just because Nathan is worried you can't hear me. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're driving to the airport right now. John is leaving the country in about I can't two hours. I I'll be I just back. Found you just got back. I, and you just got back in the country, right? When no. You, when did you get back from Japan? Am I like you went to Japan? Like a while ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Daphne, I want to go to New York. Can I sit in your... Can, I was going to be... Hello. Just, just, hey. Just, 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 Hi. Yeah. Get in his can luggage. Can I get in your suitcase? <laughs> 
Can you can you guys write a song? Get into my glove compartment for your next album, Nathan. Get out of my dreams. All right, I have a, I have a story to share. And into so, my oh, glove compartment. Man. Yes. On my birthday, I had a bunch of people come over and not that many people, but Nathan came over mm-hmm. and we were gonna write a song together, do a writing session. And I had a song that I really needed help on. So I started it. Can I just pause for a second? Yeah. So it's like, party at Daphne's! Can you guys just chill while me and Nathan are over here on a fucking legal pad? <laughs> well, okay, okay, let me... Let what me... rhymes with Nathan? <laughs> Bathing. <laughs> Bathing <laughs> in your ocean. It wasn't It wasn't really... It was less of a party, more of just like a get-together. It wasn't... Okay, yeah. Yeah. it was supposed to be a party, mm-hmm. but shit happened in my life, so I canceled it. But I, Nathan still yes, showed up. I remember that. The yeah. hotel thing. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, Nathan shows up. We... we kind of half finished writing the song and then we finally finished the song Nathan calls me up one day already rehearsed with the band hey Daffy no not already rehearsed I, I okay, asked okay, first okay, okay, I asked right. first hey can I, can I put this song in my EP I was like sure <laughs> and we already have a duet on his album that we both do it together cool and then the, and then that's followed by but I sing it alone Ken oh <laughs> uh, Nathan's are you, wait hold on Daffy are you are you telling me that Nathan's being a little bit selfish? Tell me something I don't know. Is that the name? That's a reference people will only understand in about oh. two, two to three months. Oh, three months. Yeah. Okay, so in my defense, I have no defense. In my defense, um, I have no defense. Okay, this, you're this, lucky. I still love you, Nathan. This was a song that Daphne started, and I came in, and we just kind of finished it up. And it's true. He wrote yeah. the hook. I'll give it to him. And I just straight up asked her, you know, because I, I, Daphne is one of the easiest people to write with. I feel mm. I've, I've co-written with a bunch of people before, but for some reason, like Daphne and I, we can just kind. of... I think because we we talk a lot of shit with each other. Uh, like we can, all. Can I say like eighty percent of our writing sessions, Nathan falls asleep. Like that's not sounds about done. right. Like about we. Right. Okay, maybe seventy percent. <laughs> we'll get into this more like in, uh, later in the episode, but like legit, Daphne, you're one of my favorite people to write with mm. because. They're, like everything's on the table and that makes for great writing it's just kind of like flow it's constant flow ideas is that a good idea no is that is that a is that a bad idea yes fuck your mother okay yeah. Yeah. and it's just like a lot of times when I write with other people like you, sometimes you don't really want to like I don't know I, I, I kind of like it but like, if you yeah like, you don't really want to encroach on their creativity and go like no that was shit but I feel like when we write we're very comfortable with telling each other that that's, that's a that's shit that's idea that's yeah, yeah. we just be like Nah, that's shit. Next one, and she told me, yeah, no, that's that shittier. Next one, nice. and, and that's what happens. Like, it's great. But we get shit done. Get shit done. Like, I have an upcoming EP. Two songs in there. I wrote with Daphne, nice. and it's, they're great. And it's okay. It's fair. I started one of them. You started one of them. No, it's true. That's what, <laughs> that's what I told the boys when we were recording. I told them that whole story. Then I said, but actually, uh, he started the other one. So yeah. it is. Fair. It's fair. Fair it's game. Brilliant. Fair game. And on your next release, I'm I'm down to help co-write a bunch of shit. Okay. But Daphne, you have been a, you've been in the music industry for quite a while now. Yes. A, about as like longer than I have. You started off. You sound surprised. I'm older than you. Yeah, you're older yeah. than me, but you know. I like uh, my. The age of my career is uh, the start. Is like a child would have become a teenager. Yeah, and man. There's no. That's some fucking it. crazy math I have to do there. <laughs> so there, I've, been, I've been doing it 13 years now. So you had your start in Singapore Idol, or was there something before that that I don't know about? Um. Okay. So actually, 
not a lot of people know this, but when I was auditioning for Idol, I had just completed singing an album for a TV show on MTV, and this was in oh. like 2003. You That's were crazy. How old? I was 15 when I recorded it, and I finished recording it at 16. Uh -huh. But because of Idol, I had to cut my credits. Oh no! So I was on all of MTV Asia, like all. Uh, it went like into Australia to like us. Rest of Asia as well. You, so someone else was performing it. So, but that was the idea. It was for a TV show where there were four girls who were the main characters, and Spice I, World. No, but oh. it actually never really took off. I thought oh, it was okay. really cool. I thought it was pretty cool. But I was the voice for all of them when they sang. All, yeah. all of them. Four yeah. different women. So that's why wow. it took a year to record. <laughs> Did you have to do like different accents and stuff? No, but I tried doing different things, which is how uh, I'm really good at at uh, doing. Uh, what is it called? Imitations? Impressions? No, no. Um, like singing songs? Gang vocals. Oh, oh gang vocals. Right. I can do it alone. I'll be loop and then I'll sing it like, like, like a, you know, girl, like a boy, like a gangster, like a princess. Like, you, you record, you record background vocals well then. Yes, I do. Hey man, yeah. that's, that's cool. That's a good skill. That's a good skill to have. I'm man. really good at pulling it back because a lot of singers that also sing their own like lead solo stuff, they don't like pulling back. They don't like. You know, being in the background, but I'm John hates pulling okay. out. I do it if I have to. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Cricket silence. <laughs> There's no silence. It's car noise. <laughs> Which you inappropriate. Car noise that you guys have ignored up till now, but you just suddenly now start no, hearing so again. The engine. You're hearing the it again. <laughs> After you're hearing the bus, <laughs> Nathan's bus. Yes. All right, let's let's peel back the curtain here. Okay, my flight's at 1:20. It's 11:30. We'll be there in about less than 10 minutes. You're yeah, fine. We're really close. Well, like, can I can we stay and record, or should I just go? Should I book it? Um, I think we, you can I can drive chill. into the car park and we can chill for a bit. But like, what time? Like, what's the latest? Oh, that is. Well, I, you check I, in you at check least an hour before, right? No. Okay, well maybe you should check in online. Isn't the general rule of thumb that you have to check in an hour before? No, not an hour. No, an two hour before hours. the bus. Yeah, two hours. For an international flight. Two but hours? You can do an hour. Then you're already half. late. Yeah, that's why I was freaking out when you said I'm late. It's be not two hours. It yes, is it is. Two hours. I guess. Especially if you're flying to America. I'm sorry. We forget we're talking to an Indonesian. It's fucking so. Indonesian flight. <laughs> I, I fly overseas and it's not two hours before. No, it's, maybe you it's, just never get there two hours ahead of time. No, and, I, they, and they still let me in just like just two play. hours to an hour and a half. Yes, like exactly. I'm pretty much when we get there, I'm gonna book it, and you continue recording the episode. Oh, you want to book it? Oh, we're gonna. I don't yeah, think okay, you have to. I have to book it. I'm gonna like. You feel safer if you didn't. All right, check then. In online. Say more jokes. Get more in. Then oh, that way, um, it doesn't even amount of you in the episode. Um. Uh, oh. <laughs> the pressure is on. Pressure. What do you do this week, John? What are you planning to do in New York? What's the most? Oh yeah, let's talk about that. To do in New York. Let, let me tell you a list of restaurants I'm gonna eat at in New York. <laughs> Momofuku. You know, I, which which momofuku do you like? The ramen bar, the the side milk bar, bar. Which one? milk bar. Milk I've never bar been to the is milk my bar. favorite. Maybe I'll try that. You have to go to Artichoke. Or the pizza place. Yeah, that's on the list. Artichoke. Where is it? Where's my shit? You gotta go walk the High Line. I know you've been to New York before, but have you? I've never the done the High Line. I thought you I thought it was like too touristy, but okay. High Line's it's great. Not. It's attached to the Chelsea Market, which it's is beautiful. fantastic. Yeah. Also, check out the YouTube space. Yo, YouTube space. What's YouTube that? YouTube space is at Chelsea Market. And I feel like it's only for like YouTubers. you know what you're doing, you can right. go in and they've got workshops and shit. Cool. It's really cool. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like go into, there's a Chick-fil-A in New York. I don't think it was there when I was last there. Yeah. And I'm going to hatefully order a chicken sandwich. I don't think Chick-fil-A is in New York. It is. I looked it up. It's on... Just, just, just speaking, Avenue, speaking the most fave voice you can, like, oh hi, my God. 
everybody. I like to order a chicken sandwich. Can I please, um, let's see. Uh, and a diet pop, please. Like, oh, is that chicken sandwich? Is that breast? I don't like breast. Oh my god, belly like gas. Human dick? Oh, they, okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Minion um, tavern? Are you allowed to there? see that on the thing? What? I'm about to do whatever the fuck I want in this fucking thing. This be my thing. Oh, okay. Bitch. This isn't government radio, Amazing. Daphne Koo. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, but we, we like for real though. We try to we try to try to keep it clean. I don't. We, think we so. try our best to keep it clean, but everyone no, we don't. Well, <laughs> well, no, we don't go like full raunchy. Like ah, my dick's in a butt, and like you and know. And then you did, and then you did. If my dick was in a butt, in okay, the podcast, we I need to cut this conversation. No, like, I feel like we strike a good balance. Like we've never ever done like a bit out of like with the basis of crassness. If yeah. I go there. Yeah. But it never starts off as like the fundamental um, uh, um, yeah. uh, element, you know. I'm flying Cathay, by the way. You're flying Cathay. Oh yeah, which oh, terminal should I go to? Is awesome. Which terminal? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll stay here. I don't know. I can't read this fast. Uh, I, I can't. I All right, I'll drive. I think they designed this well that you can read it at but, a like, reasonable speed. But you should keep or your eyes to Hong Kong. You so should terminal keep your two. eyes on the road. Do you I'm, not know I'm what terminal sure you're in? T two. T two. Yeah, I'm looking out for it though. Oh shit! It did not say. Exactly. It should be on your. Uh, John, how do you not right? know? Look, there are things I prioritize in my life. Okay, just just search your flight number. Yeah, search for your flight. Terminal one. And it'll Terminal one. Terminal one. Okay, good. I'm on the right track. Yeah. Perfect. Look at look at these photos I just did, you guys. This yeah, is yeah, such good podcasting. Oh wow. We don't patronize me. Then I haven't got them out yet. No, but I just saw the, oh, the background. Oh, I was things. looking at the ones that you oh. took before, I guess. Yeah. Let's, can we not talk about pictures in the podcast, guys? Look, I'm just talking about what's happening in my life. I thought I was supposed to talk about what's happening in my life. No, okay, but for real, though. Um, oh, yeah, uh, guys, uh, listeners, if you have been to New York, uh, tweet at John, like, things that you enjoyed. and and. What's your Twitter handle, John? Uh, at John. Just, just tweet us at, just tweet, John our, tweet the podcast. Tweet the podcast. Tweet the podcast. Hashtag do stuff. Do well, things. Look at these pictures. Aren't they good? I'm proud of them. I really anyway, don't want to talk about. Fine, fuck you. I don't want to talk about pictures of podcasts. Is uh, has that was, what is with everyone's dealing? Your mother. That was mean spirited. His mother is really nice and pleasant, and you had dinner with her. Yeah, and for an older <laughs> lady, I've she's still quite beautiful. Nathan since he was 14, I've never met his mom. You have That's met really? my mom. That's weird. Didn't you meet my mom when I was 14? The one time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the John has had dinner with her. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I don't know her name. I'm I call her Auntie. But, uh. Yeah. I, okay, so fun fact. Fun fact. So I have a friend um, who I lived with in Boston, and he came to visit. In, he didn't visit me in Singapore mm. once. And uh, now he lives in LA. He's doing great. He, uh, he smokes a lot. <laughs> you know. And, herbal, case, herbal cigarettes? Herbal, yes. He's friends with my mom on Facebook. I just found this out this morning. Oh, shit. And she occasionally likes his photographs. <laughs> and he also has photographs of him smoking horrible cigarettes on his Facebook. And it freaks me out that mom likes it. Are you allowed to have that shit on Facebook? That I'm curious about. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, of it's fine. course, yeah. You just can't have titties. What about or, what about you murdering someone? Are they not allowed to have crying? Exactly. Stuff? I don't understand the Facebook algorithm that they don't allow titties hey, and dicks, but hey, they allow... Hey, be- smokes are legal. They, some places. No, no, but see, they don't. Facebook doesn't allow titties and dicks, but they allow beheadings and people serious? being burned. They don't have beheadings. Oh my goodness! Like links to it, but you can't have like a video. Oh, like, dude! Like, I keep scrolling. So they've, 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 they've pulled back on it because mm. of the outcry. 
And I think now, um, instead of it playing, you know how Facebook they play videos automatically, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So now instead of that, they put a, a warning saying, "Warning: Graphic yeah. material press play to go on." That makes sense. Yeah, but before I'd just be scrolling down my feed, and suddenly a video pops up, and then like a friend's like post saying like, "Oh, this is so sad. I'm so disgusted," and the video starts playing automatically, and here I am watching a guy being burned alive, and I'm like, "This is not what I come to Facebook for. Was I came it, to look at baby pictures of my friend's cats." Was it the Vietnam monk? No, 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 no. This was a this was something that happened like two weeks prior where some guy in Africa was apparently being burnt alive for being a homosexual. Oh. And Uganda. And this was just something that I, I, I had to see on Facebook, on social media. And and, yeah. I, and it just doesn't make sense that I, I can see that with no complaints. I mean, some complaints. But you can't see titties and dicks. You know, I just realized Uganda in Tagalog means you are pretty. But the country Uganda, you ain't pretty. Not when you're burning people alive. Where's Ka- okay, so we just got to the airport. Where's I'm Cathay? I'm pretty sure it's T2, guys. It says T1 right here, though. Are you sure? It's T1 where you arrive. It's T1. It is T1, yeah. T1, Cathay Pacific. Yeah, just... just yeah. I'm sure it's correct. Can, I, can you give me two seconds to ask this dude? Yeah, sure. Hey, Dr. Come on in the front anyway. Hey, Jonathan. Right. I'm so jealous. Everyone say bye to John. I miss you. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be back to say bye. I'm just going to check with this guy and make sure oh, he's... Okay. See guys, this is what happens when you don't plan your itineraries correctly. Yeah, and also the fact that he's flying. Can you seriously not take care of my computer for weeks? Thirty hours, and he doesn't know where he's. He's an adult, guys. He's an adult, and he does not know. Oh, is John an adult? Where his plane is, like what his, like he doesn't know where his plane is leading from. This is an example of how to not Not be an adult. adult. Also, he's very far away from the car now, so I can say all I want. <laughs> Wait, close the door so we have Adulting more. is hard. Close the door so we have more isolation. There we go. Do you not want to hear the sounds of the airport? I love the sounds of the airport. I don't like... I like the airport, though. Like, the airport is... I have to say I don't really like T1. Well, t- well but T1's like the OG, though. Oh, that's true. You know, like that's you gotta, true. You gotta pay your respects to T1. You know, I think it's just that it's not how I remember it. When I was a little girl, Started T1 from was T1 huge. and now we're here. Started from oh, T1 I guess it's, and now it's, we're here. He's getting a cart. Uh, John is, yes. Thing, John so is getting a cart. He's getting it done. Do you need to open the boot? Or can he, is he a big boy? Can um, he adult like fine. that? He'll be fine. He just did a hair flip. Did you see that? <laughs> he'll he be fine. He pushes the cart and he goes... <laughs> we're talking shit about you, John. Yeah, of course you are. What are but we talking we about? Get your damn luggage! Wait, Wait, give me a thumb drive, would you? Oh, where is it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be stupid if he left it in there. That was the whole point. <laughs> All right, I downloaded all my TV shows and I'm, I'm slowly taking my time. Alright. Yeah, he's not he's not booking it at all. Because that's the thing about Changi. They can't hear me. Also, why are you stockpiling TV shows? You're going to be traveling to New York City. The land of walking on your feet and not staying yeah, in your bed. For the next 30 hours. For 30 hours. Oh, okay, fine, fine. The plane ride. But you got movies. You're, you find Cathay Pacific. They got movies. You look so gorgeous. Aww. Sorry, I just didn't notice until I saw you just now. Oh, love. Love. I mean, she always looks gorgeous, but... Aww. You know, sometimes you just stop, stop and recognize, like, the beauty of a snowflake falling on your nose. It's just... Whatever. You're so sweet. That's, just, that's what happened, yeah. We're recognizing beauty here on episode 47. Ah, uh, dude, we're, we're reaching episode 50 soon, Daphne. That's crazy. That's exciting. I can't believe it took you this long to have me on the show, damn it. <laughs> no, okay. Um, we still want to have you on the show as a proper guest, depending on how this episode goes. I really don't know how deep we're going to get into this, but... Like, you're a fascinating person and I want to get into your story, like, on a proper episode. We need to get it on a proper episode. I just said that. Oh, you want some fried rice? (laughs) No. Stop dumping things on me. I have your laptop, now I have your dinner and your computer case. Where's the laptop? Here. 
I'm not going to need this power cable. What are you going to give me next? Don't you need a power cable? You have another laptop in yeah, there. It's, it's for my, I have the other one. That's That one's for this one in case I decide to bring this one. Okay. Alright, um, right, you be good now. Right. Get no, there safe. You. Be you safe. Bring me to the airport. Be I have safe. my shoes in the back. Um, uh, you want them, I can get them for you. No, it's okay. Alrighty. We already miss you, John. <laughs> Wait, open the windows. Oh, open the windows, yeah. Say bye to the good people. Yeah, I'll say bye. But also, like, yeah, we got time. So, what else? No, is they're gonna chase okay, me away. Fine, okay, fine. This is a no waiting zone. Bye, I'm... good hang gang. I have my microphone so we can record from America. America. Okay. Yeah. Can Go you try and make sure the good people of New York don't vote for Trump? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did already. Look. Yeah, they're voting already. They voted him in the primary. Can you no. close, close my boot? Oh, I should do that. You left my boot open. <laughs> And by boo, he means butt. Yes. Alrighty. Booyah! Okay, so my good hang gang. Bye. Bye. You too. See you, John. Let's hang out when you get back. When are we going to have Daphne on for a proper episode? Eventually. We'll figure it out. One day. Yeah. Maybe like episode 100. Yep. Don't say that. <laughs> Thanks for the ride, dude. That could right. happen. See you, man. Bye. 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 your album, it's pretty. Yay. He loves your album, it's pretty. No, he's uh, John was in the studio like two two of these days, like taking pictures and all that. Oh, okay. Um, and he was just like listening in, yeah. Oh, it's another bus. Oh, yeah, same car in front of me. Yeah, John came into the studio just to um, take some photos because he's a nice guy like that. And um, I have to say, I love that new song. So Nathan is, is a little bit like Coldplay in a sense that he goes and books the studio before he finishes all the songs for the EP. I didn't intend to do that. I, I, I went into the studio with full intention of not doing that. I had five songs ready, and I was like, five songs rehearsed. I do not want to do the thing where halfway through the process, I'm like, new song! And, <laughs> and that, then you went ahead. That's exactly what happened. But I'm very lucky that the musicians, the musicians I'm working with um, are very used to my kind of spontaneity, because we've been performing together for a while, and I don't think we've ever performed the same song the same time twice. Um, anyway, yeah, John was hey, in the studio. that's the beauty of... He listened to some of the things, and... Um, yeah, it was just like virgin stu music studio experience. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had never really Can been John in a recording sing? studio. No, John is a terrible singer. He's <laughs> I've a, never heard him sing, I don't a, even know. He is a horrible singer. He's a really good cook, though. And I he is know. a worse harmonizer. <laughs> he cannot harmonize If you say, can't sing, you can't ask him to harmonize with you. That's not even fair. Yeah, but... <laughs> he. Okay, I'll say this. He's very enthusiastic. He will put in the effort. He'll put in the effort, but no, not a great singer. I love okay. the guy. He, he he's not a great singer. He keeps it real. <laughs> yeah. But he's not a great singer. Okay. The, the rest of this episode is just gonna be us bitching about John. No. Well, he's not in the no. car. Okay, so we can talk about. Uh, I don't know. No, there's there's so much to talk about. Okay, there so is. I've I've known you for about three plus four now years. Like, actually, no, like, actually, we've started hanging out. Actually, we only started hanging out when I moved back here. When you moved back here, correct. Because yeah. um, I saw you, at, my extent of knowing you was uh, DMing you on Twitter once when I saw you pass me at school. Yes, we went, then, okay, guys, Daphne and I went to school together, but not together. We went to the same school. Yeah, well, we, I, I was in my last semester, and Nathan was, was in his third. Second, third, third yes, second, third. second year. He was in the middle of school. Yeah. Um, which is also where you kind of ended, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we kind of ended at the same time. Yeah, but we, but we, I, we I shared... saw you occasionally at Faux Basil. That yeah. was about it. Like the local oh, Thai restaurant. Basil. But we we shared the experience of being in Boston together. Yes. Um, and you are now back in just like the work mode, doing the worky worky things. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like how how was Berkeley for you and all that? Like, did you Berkeley did you was get like a, lot a dream of... come true to me? Wasn't it fucking just. Thing. It was like, I mean, 
I had a, I was really, really blessed. Like when yeah. I started in Singapore, yeah. it was a struggle. I will, I'll, I'll be honest. Like yeah. no one would listen to you if you were a local artist or whatever. Um, let alone if you were a songwriter, you'd just yeah. be like a I think, bedroom poet, yes. you know. I think both of us came up in the same. I mean, you've been doing it around longer than I have, but we came up around the same time yeah. where. There was basically no one else no, around. There was no industry. There was no one else around, especially yeah. in English music. Yeah. There was no competition. There was we had no there was peers. No support. There, there was, was no, no support. There was no support for us. There, there was, was nobody no our age doing what we were doing. Yeah. Um. But, but I was really lucky because I started hanging out at Snakeweed. I was an intern for Leonard Susay. Mm, shout out for six months. Leo. Um. We he this girl Elsa and myself. Uh, no Elsa, relation. Elsa, well, Elsa used to hang out in the studio too. She's a singer, but now she's like this boss photographer in Melbourne. Shout out, Elsa! Um, but the three of us were spies, and I cannot for the life of me remember who we were spying on. But there was always so much stuff going down in the studio. So uh, he was Papa Spy, she is Kid Spy, and I was Kitty Spy. So we still call each other that. And it's really odd because, you know, Leonard is a lot older than me. So, so you, guys just were, him, you guys just interned at the studio, basically? I just interned at the studio. That's Elsa true. was really close to Leonard, so she would just come in and. Yeah. Jam. But it's so cool but so to see like exactly. out of that and exactly. so much experience, you know, like that's an important place. I think Snake Week Studios, then as you say no, Thunder Rock now. Thunder Rock, Thunder yeah. Cool. Like he just recently, you know, I it's been kind of it's been kind of scary like not being in the loop or, or anything. Because when I went to Berkeley, I had a circle of friends, I had a, a team that I worked with that I wrote with yeah. all the time. And I'm happy to write with anybody, but like these are my peeps, you know, like yeah. that. And I guess here in Singapore, I kind of only have you, which is why I only ever ask you like all the time. Nathan, you want to write? You want to write? Um, but in any case, it's it's really coming back was tough. And then Leonard showed me this video the other day of all these kids at Thunder Rock and uh, with like General Bones and um, and uh, Drew Chen and just and John, like so many talented people all just gathered in one place. And that honestly is the community that we need to build in Singapore. Because like yeah. we we were really lucky to experience that on at the Berkeley Beach or yeah, whatever, yeah. but like people need to know that there is a place they can go to just yeah. be around in, in the environment where you can just create. I mean, yeah. how good was it that at any point in time, if we wanted to go into a jam room, like no one would be like, "Get yeah, out of here!" Yeah, they would yeah. be like, "Come on in! What do you play?" You know. There's something about having an interest or having a passion, and having people around your age. As, I think like the age thing is very important because you come up together. Really, because like, I was older than everyone. Well, no, you, you <laughs> share you share the same life experiences and everything, roughly. Yeah, yeah. And it it relates more, you know, that you have somebody like, like a kindred spirit almost. Like, oh, you like this too, you like that too, and we all grew yes. up in the same era. Like, because I think a lot of um, artsy types, uh, music musicy types, we feel very isolated, very alone. Yeah. Because a lot of times, um, no one shares our interests. Exactly. Yeah. We grew up in an environment where like we are kind of the black sheep. Unless, you know, you happen to be lucky and from a very musical family or whatever it is. But for the most part, we all grow up kind of being the weirdos in the family. Mm. And then when you finally meet people that I'm still are the like... the weirdo in my family. Yeah, tell me about it. Like, <laughs> when you finally meet people that are like, like freaking simpatico with you, that they're on your level, it's just... 
like that's what I loved about Berkeley because so much, so much of my life in Singapore, I felt so alone as a musician. Did you have, oh, as a musician, okay. Yeah, because the people that I worked with, I mean, this is pre Berkeley. Because, because I, I know, and I know, I don't really know them, but I've hung out with your friends yeah. like outside of the music circle. Yeah, you, yeah. You're very close to them, and that's yeah. really nice. But I get what you mean. A lot of my close friends are outside of music, and the yeah. people that I did play music with were much older because I was very much in the jazz scene. Mm-hmm. And no one At was. 14. Yeah, and no one was below 30. You know, 30 was probably the youngest. When I met someone who was 30, I was like, ah, yes, you are <laughs> somewhat my my peer. And but and everyone you're else, like double your age. <laughs> but everyone else was like 45, 50, 60. They're retirees or you know working people. And, be, and and also, I think that has to do with the fact that like you had to be a little bit older, established, had like yeah. your money going for you before you could do music here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, back in the day. Yeah, and it was just like there were great people, amazing players, but there's always that disconnect, you know, regardless of what it is. And I, I've said this a bunch of times in the show, but I just find it so amazing now that like musicians like you and I, we can gather inspiration, we can gather like motivation, no longer just from international artists or the people we hear on our iPods. Yeah. It's from people that we share the same streets with, people that we walk the same street. Hon- honestly, like, I mean, like today when you were, so I followed Nathan to a meeting. It was a long story. It's the reason why I'm still here in the car. <laughs> Um, but you walk into a studio and you know everyone and like you just jump into the booth and even if it's for fun you can just record and they're singing a song that was recorded by an international artist that we went to school with I mean like it's all one big universe yeah where everything is getting like we're a little all bit connected I feel like we should have some like everything is one nothing is real challenge everything nah. I'm worried that Nathan is driving right now <laughs> no nah, but, um, no, but, but it, makes, it makes me feel all yeah. like good inside when I yeah, think yeah, about yeah. stuff like that because you know? we have questions come into the show a bunch of times about like oh what was your experience like in Berkeley and I thought the perfect time to talk about it was when I had like a fellow student here mm-hmm. on the show and if any of you guys out there are having any reservations about attending any kind of music education any kind of music school um, better logic will tell you not to do it because it's a very flimsy career choice. Um, it is not stable at all. You're much better off showing up at a desk every single day. But I will say this, whenever, if you feel an overwhelming urge that it's something that you should try, even if it's the slightest kind of hint of like, it's kind of itching at your back, man, fucking scratch that itch, man, because- it, I told, it, I think your soul will thank you for it. It hurts, even. it hurts more to not try than anything else. Also, I have a tip for people who want to try and kind of do a Berkeley course. Um, it's not the same because you won't be surrounded by all the amazing people that will be doing music. And honestly, uh, take it from me, I already finished school, then I went back and I did another degree, but what I did was I went for a summer course, which is- The five week. I, no, I did 12 week. I'm not oh. young enough to do five week. Oh. Um, but I did a 12-week course thinking that it would be like my grad trip. Like my, my grad trip money would go into 12 weeks. But I had a, every single teacher. And you, honestly, you don't have to audition again to 12 weeks. So if you want to do it, just do it because you will get in, which I did not know. I thought you have to audition. <laughs> I got really excited. I told my dad that I got in and everyone else has to audition. So he let me go. Yeah. But in any case, you can go in and then decide for yourself. I had a bunch of teachers that were like, you need to be in the school. And because of that, I got my scholarship. So yeah, that's that. I'm really, really grateful for that. But again, if you want to just test the waters with like Berkeley, download this app or go onto this website called Coursera. C-O-U-R-S-E. 
R-A, Coursera. And they have a bunch of free online classes. Like, I'm taking Introduction to Ableton Live right now, and that's from a Berkeley graduate. EPD. Yeah, Berkeley graduate and a, from who graduated from the EPD Electronic Production and Design yeah. course. And it is legit. You pay $50, you can get certified, but I am too cheap to pay $50. <laughs> so I will just learn and take... It's like an in-app purchase. It's, yeah, it's like an in-app purchase, pretty much. It yeah, really what, what would you What would you rather get? Would you rather get 3,000 coins for your Clash of the Clans or get a fucking diploma? Actually, it's just a certificate. Whatever, get a fucking certificate <laughs> but actually, the that, that great says thing, I can do this yeah, now. But the great thing about it is you don't have to pay the money to take the classes. You can just take the classes. That's great. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And, you know, it's if you're committed to trying to learn something new with your music, even if it's just to improve yourself, like how I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do, yeah. you can just take the classes and then there's quizzes and stuff. And so, honestly, you can go as in-depth as you want yeah. there was also like a web design class that I took from MIT which I did not complete so don't right. feel bad if you don't finish it but at least you give the option to take it education so important yeah man oh but uh, so in my, when I was in school for the first year I heard tell of a Daphne Koo being in the school for on a break and I didn't get to meet you like in passing until my second year um, I didn't know but I I didn't know that. I was all the way... Because I was living in New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Singapore is a small place. You know, whenever you go to Berkeley, oh, this person's there, this person's there, this person's there. Yeah. But I went there and you went there. Um, Who did you know first? Did you know Cheryl already? Or any of the... Dude, I knew no Singaporeans. You didn't know any... I, when the only, I went, the I only Singaporean, Singaporean... The only Singaporean I knew was uh, this guy called Amos because we were in the same singing competition. It was Amos' birthday today. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I'll wish him later. Yeah, me uh, too. The, this... this uh, yeah, um, this guy that I, I was in a singing competition with in 2005, he was in the school, and he was the only person I knew. But he was kind of like my way into meeting more Singaporeans. Amos. Yeah, Amos. It, honestly, Amos would have been the best person because he was like in charge of the Singaporeans at Berkeley. Oh, Did you really? know that? No, no idea. Yeah, we all gathered at his place, and I hardly ever went. <laughs> and I thought it was because I'm not really Singaporean, so they uh, didn't invite me. I was like, why? But uh, Amos, yeah, turns yeah. out like, they were all scared of me. You you have a crazy fucking background, so you didn't really grow up in Singapore. No, I mean. I did. I grew up in Singapore, but I was yeah. born in Australia. Yes. And then, which is why my accent's all messed up. Yeah. Um, I've heard I, your accent fluctuate many, many times yeah. with different people. Actually, I find it difficult to pinpoint what accent I should use with you. <laughs> so, just use the Australian one, Mike. I can, but like, I don't want to feel judged. You don't want to speak like a bogan. Okay, bogans don't speak like that for one. What the bogans speak? Spe- ah, fuck. What? <laughs> What you know, the, also, what the bogans convers- speak like? I was having a conversation with a Kiwi the other day. It completely threw me off. What? But anytime I see, you know who Simone Hang is? Oh, a Kiwi is like a New Zealander, yeah? Yeah, they go, Diffney. Diffney. And Diffney. I'm like, my name is Daphne. Diffney Key. I don't know who you're referring to. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. It's so... But I do notice, I do notice that there are times when you, uh, when you... You're Scottish now. I don't fucking do accents. (laughs) Guys, if you want to hire me for VO work, I don't do accents. Um, He's very good at his VO work. Oh, I'm Australian now. It's really going to be going to have... It's gonna be hard to switch back and actually have words come out of my mouth. But I remember, so I, I, I remember, I, 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 there was one time we were hanging out with uh, Simone, and uh, she's a radio DJ, uh, and you just went full on Aussie. Yeah, well, that's... and I very rarely hear that from you because when you speak to me, you're kind of neutral, like. And I get pretty Singlish with you as well. Yeah, you're like American mix of Singlish. But I, I kind guarantee of like how I people that anyway. are listening now are like, did someone else just join the podcast? Because <laughs> did someone else guys... just join the podcast? 
I don't even know what accent that is. <laughs> but honestly, South like, African. it's just... So, oh, actually, yeah, it's pretty Yeah, close. pretty South African. Yeah, pretty South African. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've determined on the show many times that I cannot do accents. No, you're pretty, you're John, right. John's the accent guy. Mine falls apart after about two sentences. <laughs> you know who's really good at the Australian accent? Who? Benjamin King. Benjamin so, King is pretty good at the accents. He can, he can hold up an accent pretty pretty well. <laughs> pretty well. Pretty well. Irish. <laughs> I don't know who I'm in the car with, guys. Um, no, but I was having like kind of an off day and Ben uh, offers it, you know, we went out, have like some dessert or something. We went to 2am at Hollaby and um, I was like, hey, do you mind if I just speak in my in my original accent just all night? Because I really need to feel like myself tonight. Is this your... So, wait, the Australian accent is your default? Yeah, this is my default. If I get really drunk, like blackout drunk, this is how I will talk. So this is your default? Yes, but I never talk in it. You know what? Do you know when I worked at the Berkeley Computer Support Center, this is how I talk to everyone. (laughs) It's my like... I bet the Australians are just delighted. Um, Well, Australians can figure it out. Yeah. But, like, see, I don't... Like, come to think of it, I don't know what my default accent is. Like, I don't know I what my... I think you just have this neutral kind of accent. But see, I- I'm thinking, is my default accent the accent that I speak to my parents with? Or is it the one that I speak to my friends with? Or is it Are the one that... Are they all different? Very slightly. I don't speak to my mom in a, in a strong as... Uh, um... A singlish accent as you do your friends. No, no, no. When I speak to my mom, it's less of an Americanized thing. Because I picked up the accent that I speak with because of TV. Right, but and when I, I think speak a lot to, of people have yeah. done that. I mean, I learned my strong accent from TV. But when I speak to um, either my parents or relatives from Indonesia or whatever, I tend to speak... Uh, Can you say some Bahasa? I can't even... I, I'm trying to put myself in the headspace, like, imagining I'm speaking to my mom. And I would talk like... Uh, what would I say? Um, uh, Boya! No, I just... I'm What's really trying to figure it out. You? My mom calls me Nate. I've just learned this this week as well. Nathan's name is Nathaniel. My full name is Nathaniel. Don't call him Nat or Nate or Nathan. Everyone, I'm making revelation. Everyone needs to call him Nathaniel. Hey man, I'm proud of Nathaniel. That's a that's a dope fucking. It's a very good name. It's It's a a dope name. name. I kind of like it a little more. It's got it's got three syllables. Makes me sound a bit smarter. You know? Yeah. Well, Nathaniel. Singaporeans have added an extra syllable to my name. My name's Daphne. Everyone calls me Daphne. Daphne. Daphne Ku. Hey, Daphne Ku. The radio DJ, is it? Yeah. Who are it? Last time oh, joined yeah, the last time joined the Singapore Idol. Singapore Idol, Idol right? Right? Ah, the one sing like very high voice, like 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 sing like like like, 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 like that. Oh yeah, definitely. I remember her. Oh, no. I, I remember her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what, what she doing now? Huh? She's returned to Australian roots. That is not my default accent, <laughs> but I love doing that. Although, like, sometimes no, I know exactly what I'm going to say, and my mum calls me, and it and it happens, yeah. especially like even if I worked in school, and then my mum would call, and it'd be like, "Yeah, why? Why that it? Huh? Is everything okay? Yeah. Why you call me suddenly?" <laughs> But like, like what, 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 my singlish accent is so strong. It's but like, what, good. what defines the deep? I'm so, I'm so, so stuck on this. But what defines the default accent? Is it Honestly, the accent I that think, you speak to your parents in? I think it's how you interpret um, communication. Oh. So to me, every I understand even with Chinese, like I will, I will hear it and interpret it in English. Yeah, in so, an Australian accent. Uh, in my own accent. Like, I'm not saying what's your default voice. language. I'm saying what's your default. 
Right, right, but that's what I'm saying. Like the the biggest uh, contrast you can get is if someone speaks to me in a different uh, so when language. Like, so when they say, oh, "Niabia, and then you hear, "Would you like a drink, mate?" Is that what you hear? <laughs> As opposed to like, actually, actually, if someone is saying that to me very nicely, like "Niabia, or like in a very like fun kind of, oh, yeah, it'll be like, "You want a drink, mate?" <laughs> so like, so when someone says like, I would hear, "Oh, put some of the prawns on the barbecue," but you would hear. <laughs> Actually, no. Immediately, I would hear, tell person allergic to shellfish. <laughs> You're allergic to like a thousand things. I'm allergic things. to everything, yeah. You're allergic to a thousand, like, dinner, any meal with you is, is, is like a fucking, it's like playing Minesweeper. <laughs> That's true, actually. Like, I feel like anytime I want to eat, it's can like. Can you eat this? Can you eat this, maybe? Like, how about this? It's, and it's funny, okay, honestly, I'm only allergic to shellfish. Peanuts or nuts, and kind of lactose every now and then, right? Okay. So those, it's only like so kind, you of, can't kind of three things, okay. right? right? But actually, they're in almost everything. Yeah. Uh, the only one thing that would really screw me over is if I were allergic to gluten. Uh, that would really suck very much. You don't have to stay in town now, right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's like it's like. Um, it's like every product you have, you see now, like on the back of it says may contain nuts, even though it's like fucking. Okay, it, so it, I went. It could through... be like it could be like broccoli, and then it'll be like may contain no, nuts. No, made, this was made in a factory that contains nuts. Yeah. But literally for two years, I didn't eat any chocolate because I thought it would, act, and it did clear up my skin. I was miserable. You're breaking I out. I was so. No, no, I didn't eat chocolate for two years. Why? And my because I thought it would be good for my skin. Okay. And my skin was amazing, but I was miserable. I was you just got, sad. You gotta do what fucking makes you happy, man. You know, you have sometimes you just have to eat chocolate. Chocolate is a godsend. I mean, like, it's, 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 it literally, I mean, literally is. Yeah. It's made it's, from yeah. yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like whenever a diet is encroaching on your personal happiness. Yeah. That's when you need to reevaluate a little bit. Maybe don't yeah. like don't swing the pendulum too far to the right. So for example, you go like, oh, I'm gonna swear off fried chicken, and you just don't eat fried chicken, and then you realize that there's a certain like very subtle deep sadness. I could never do that. Yeah, right. Like so, maybe just have but like no. have like one piece of fried chicken every week or something, as opposed to having it like every day. Five, yeah, four yeah. times a week, like things like that. I like never ever should a diet ever. Um, just like you know, just kind of make you sad. Make you sad. Yeah, I I believe diets can change people in good and bad ways, and it should never. I also just think the like the there there shouldn't be such things as diets. Like I feel like if you want to make a change, you it's should start a lifestyle. making a change. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's like a lifestyle. Like I did CrossFit like every single day, <laughs> and I don't even think about it anymore because it's like it's like a bloody it's like a bleeding lifestyle, mate. Like, Who got, are you? If you like to change your life. You, got you just gotta change your life. Your life style. You gotta, you gotta change diets. your life. You can't just eat not rubbish. Actually, you can't eat. It's not, not about diet. It's not about that paleo nonsense. You know. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm trying to imitate my friend Lyndon Fernell. Our friend Lyndon oh, Fernell. I love Lyndon. Because he, but he doesn't he's talk like, like He's that. like my analog for a Australian accent. Um, he's a little full on. He's a little full on. I don't know what that is. No, I think his was. accent is, is full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, we had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, but I forgot, I forgot what I was saying. I, I was making a point earlier that I just can't remember. That um, you got to do what makes you happy. Oh, we no, it was back. it was like way back. Oh yeah, okay. With school. Yes. 
Um, you took a break off of school. Yeah. And I don't that think I way back. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever asked you like why properly. We've never actually spoken about this. So, oh. Like, yeah. Um, I had cancer. What? You knew that. Yeah, I knew that. I knew you that. knew that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so well, I, yeah. I did because I knew that when I after I graduated, I wanted to go to New York to work. Mm. And I figure that I would do all my checkups in New York. So rather than Wait, so do this my was, treatment. This was post diagnosis. This was this was before I even started chemo. This is when I was deciding what to do post um, surgery. Right. So after they took the tumor out, they were like, "Okay, next steps is we're gonna decide." So okay, this is something that maybe some people know, some people don't know. But when you are diagnosed with uh, with cancer and this no matter what cancer stage, of the of the ovary. Okay. So. When you have the surgery done, if you need to have surgery, uh, or even if you don't have surgery done, so there will be a board of people that gather and decide, and they take a vote. Mm. So it's like the round table where they vote on whether you should or should not go through chemo. Right. So for anyone that wonders why people go through chemo, it's because a board of really important people sit around deciding. And for me, I had a really rare case of a rare form of cancer. Mm. So they brought in actually a lot of really important um, doctors yeah, from the board to come in and evaluate the case. So that's why it took a little bit longer. And I had a bunch of complications as well. But um, they they asked me, they gave me the option to stay in Boston to do um, my chemo or to go to New York. So New York was only became an option a little bit later on. And the story is a little complicated. But Eventually, I figured if I'm going to spend the next years of my life um, in New York, it would make more sense to, when I start my life in New York, do all the checkups in New York rather than do all my uh, do my chemo in Boston and then when I'm living in New York, have to travel back every couple of months just right. in case I got a job and then, you know, I can't be like, can right. I get two days off to go see the doctor or anything? Right. Yeah. So. But, like, how, how old were you when you were diagnosed? I guess these... <coughs> 25. And this was a this was early stages or late stages? <laughs> Stage one. Okay, so they fortunately caught it fairly early. Yeah. Yeah, they caught it really early, and I was really really lucky. Like, how did how did, I mean, the only people that I've known that were diagnosed um, were like older relatives, right? Yeah. How does a twenty five year old um, get cancer? No, no. I mean, there's tons of ways that that can happen. Yeah. But also, like, how does a twenty five year old reconcile with that? Um. Like, what did you? What was your first thought? Honestly, I kind of was like in a in a work mode. So I had done four semesters in a row mm. and I was really, really tired. So and this was finals week. Right. So the first question on my mind was like, can I get time off of school? Like can I get a letter so I don't have to do my finals? Right. <laughs> I was like the first thing that I had to do. You have to take a left here somewhere, I think. Yeah. Um, I kinda wanna just drive around for a bit though. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Um so I think I was initially like kind of relieved actually because I was really tired I'd been working from 15 and studying for 10 years I was really tired so I was like you know what like maybe this is a good sign for me to chill out and um, you know not not continually push myself Um, yeah because I was tired so it was kind of like I was more like, you know, focused, like, okay, let's let's deal with it. So initially, they just told me that I had a growth. So I was like, all right, well, we'll just take it out. And then uh, and then they took it out, and then they, we had to do chemo and everything. So I think it didn't really hit me till I lost all my hair. Then right. I was like, 
Oh damn. <laughs> this is this is that's happening. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah, like the physical manifestation is really what hits you. Yeah, and like, it's it's when it started when when the hair started falling out. That was kind of the point where it was like, okay, this was a it's it's good for me to take a break, but that's when it hit me like I'm sick. Like yeah. there's something yeah. in me that shouldn't be there, right. and I don't know if I'm going to ever recover. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of it was that was then and. Right. Uh, you know what, like, it, it turned out alright, like, I had my family support. I think the only thing I was sad about was, um, was that my family didn't have support. Right. You know, because my parents flew down and stayed with me all the way through. Right. For, like, the three months that I had to do, um, chemo. And they were there for me before that when I had the surgery as well. Right. And, you know, I never really thought about it too, too much, but, um... Recently, uh, another family member got sick, and mm. I, I realized how much of a difference it makes having like that they had they have support. Yeah. yeah. So I feel I felt a little bad um, about it. I guess. Mm. Yeah. But does your family have a strong history of cancer? Um, you know, it's funny because... Are you really stopping so these ladies can take a photo? Someone's taking a picture in front of me in the... Across the road. On the street. Someone's taking a picture. Decided to stop his car and let them take the photo when there's a slew of cars behind us. You gotta let them take pictures. They're tourists. They're not tourists. Whatever. They, they, they... But they're not from this country. They want to cherish a moment. I'm letting them do so. I don't want to rob them of cherishing a moment. What's so important about Pan Pacific? I don't know. They, they like the facade, I guess. But okay. yeah, man. Like I just, I just find it so. Oh, she's going all kinds of angles to get that picture. Um, wish you guys could see she's, this. She's doing like a yoga workout to yeah. do this, get this photo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I just found it funny because I've, I've known you for so long, right? Mm. Wrote with you, blah blah blah. But for some reason, like you never did. You did you not know that I was away for that reason? No, no, no. It's not that. I, I was fully aware of your condition. I was fully aware of why you were away. It's more so that like I'm, I get uncomfortable. I don't know whether it's something that you can talk to somebody about. Because it's such a personal matter involving like it's it's literally life and death, mm-hmm. and it's a time where it's it's such a fragile period of your life um, involving the people closest to you that like I, I just don't feel comfortable bringing something like that up. And I mean it, I don't know if this makes me a shitty person, but like um, I'm using this show as an excuse to kind of talk about it because I, it's it's always fascinated me like because. You don't carry yourself or act like somebody that has, um, you know, gone through like a very damaging life experience. You know, you're very positive. You're very much like, um, you're kind of, you know, always on it. And I would, I would think that somebody that went through something as traumatic would kind of, you know, look at life, um, in a very different way. Yeah. Well, I... You can't stop along here. There's like cameras. And no, stuff. that's fine. I'm just driving oh, okay. circles. Yeah. Um, well, to be very honest, I, I think I have my days. You know, like yeah. there are definitely times where I'm just like a lot of when when shit hits the fan and it doesn't rain, it pours. There are days where I'm just like I don't know what I did wrong to like you know deserve this or whatever. But mm. um, but you know, like I'm real. I have really good people around me my family I mean, you've met my whole family like, I've met your family they're kind of amazing so yeah. they keep me laughing they keep me happy and yeah. um, sometimes I do get myself into like pretty bad situations but you know like a little bit of a funk yeah in a, well I mean just sometimes I just surround myself with the wrong people that happens yeah 
and um, and then you know that's where all the negativity comes back in but I do have good people like you and and stuff to like keep me positive as well and you mm. know so that helps a lot I mean it's, it's it's tough especially in an industry like this where like everyone's basically just looking out for either themselves or the next big thing yeah. you know that it's very difficult you can go around because there's not you can go like to the town um, yeah in case you guys are wondering I'm just driving circles around her house he was literally because like I'm very engaged you turning right and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm driving circles around her house because I'm very engaged right now okay. but um uh, yeah, like it, especially in an industry where everyone's kind of looking out for themselves or just like waiting to glom on to the next like big star. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to find honest people that just want to help, you know, or just want to. Just want to hang. And, just like, want to hang. People. They just want to hang, or they just want to help, or they just want to, you know, just they want to. Like when they say, "Hey, let's hang out and meet for supper," they don't want to take a fucking picture with you and just go like, "Hey, let's go out." They just want to hang out, just want to talk, and they don't want like it's very, it's it's tough. It's get it, and it's getting tougher and tougher yeah. to find Honestly, people. Honestly, it's, it's like with with people that we're friends with in this industry yeah. too. Sometimes saying, "Hey, let's hang out for supper," kind of never comes either. I mean, like. Look at this! Like it takes almost the 50th episode for us to hang out and yeah. record this thing. We've done many things before this episode. Let's yeah. be fair now. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, we, we've done other things, but I'm just saying, like when people say that they want to do stuff, sometimes it's they just, don't follow through. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's not like anything to do with them per se. It's just like a matter of people not having enough time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking more about like just how. Like you know when everyone, when, like, yeah, when everyone talks about like oh the entertainment industry and everyone's all grubby blah 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 like yeah. it's it's not completely true but it can be like yeah, the, totally. the people are out there because it is after all they call it a business because it is a business people are are making There's, money yeah money yeah and, and especially when money is involved like yeah. egos and pride and all yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah. get in the way as well and it gets fucking rough man that's why like I think like your family in particular your family is a tight unit. <laughs> Yeah, I have watched movies of you guys. I've hung out with you guys. I've had That's true. I've eaten cake with you guys. And I feel like if you've eaten cake with somebody, you have gone through a very important ritual in life. And that is celebrating... for my birthday. Exactly. Celebrating a non-existent date with sweet cake. And that's always a good time. And, yeah. like, I've always wondered, right? Like, do you think... And this kind of sucks to think about, but do you think sometimes, like, tragedies help to bring a family together oh totally yeah absolutely like oh I've I'm, never seen a cul-de-sac in Singapore before oh there's tons of sacks in Singapore we're, we're driving in one right now we're driving in a sack right now man it's we're in a cul-de-sac Nathan is talking shit yeah but um but honestly there aren't he's literally driving in circles in the cul-de-sac driving in circles <laughs> um but yeah, drift, like drift, drift. the 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 concept of tragedy bringing a family together. I mean, yeah, it's kind it's of very a, real. It, yeah, it's, but it's also kind of a no duh thing. But it's also one of those things where it's like, but really, damn, you know, like is that what it takes? Because like there are moments. Okay, like I'll, I I'll say this. Like my family, we're not super 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 like buddy buddy close, but we're also not super distant. But like sometimes I wonder. I look at other families and I'm like, is 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 that what it takes to kind of bring a family together is tragedy something is that like the glue that kind of humanizes everything and it no longer and like everyone's on an even keel no one's father no one's mother no one's son no one's oldest no one's youngest everyone's just right. a, everyone's That's... just a human being yeah. either mourning a loss or coping with a tragedy yeah. and that puts everyone on an even spectrum and you know it kind of sucks that it has to happen that way but sometimes it's like 
Well, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because I was thinking about this like maybe a week ago or something. Yeah. Um, just in general, not in terms of my family. But, yeah. um, and honestly, I think when it comes to tragedy and stuff like that, I don't think it's anyone's fault necessarily. Not yeah. usually, not not most of the time, not not a hundred percent of the time. Mm. Um, but why do you keep driving into dead ends? Um, and you know, it's something that, and honor to be very honest with you, like I don't know if my mom will ever listen to this but um but my family's kind of been through a lot from the get-go yes so i think i think that they're from from the beginning i mean that my dad is definitely the provider but mm. in terms of like who holds the family together i think we all take an even responsibility with that just because i've seen that i've seen so that firsthand I've seen that firsthand. I've even seen like bits of conflict resolution. Of course, not like the like huge things, very minor. <laughs> but like, I, I see all the moving parts in a family unit uh, like yours, and it's and it's just like it it brings so much joy to me. A hint of jealousy because you know, <laughs> but hey, you're part of my family. Oh, I'm a coup. Yeah. Um, actually, well, I actually we're, know we're it. losing one. One's becoming a limb in oh, a couple yeah, of weeks. Oh yeah, your, your younger sister's getting married. Yeah. 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 We're actually we should set up a date to practice that song. <laughs> what song? Oh, the song. The we song have. we're doing for her wedding. What's what song we're doing for her wedding? I don't know. I think it's "You Make My Dreams Come True." You make my dreams come true. That one? No. You make my dreams come true. Oh, 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 oh. Do you know the song? No. What I want you got and it might be hard. This is oh, I can't. Street. I cannot turn into the street. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where is he driving <laughs> onto? Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll set a rehearsal date for that soon. But yeah, like, like I, I won't lie. Like sometimes I, I, I go to friends' houses or whatever when I see that they have a tight family unit. I'm not saying that. That's why you catch out your friends' parents. <laughs> no, but it's, it's not that I don't have a tight family unit. It's just more so that like we could do better, you know. And I think sometimes. Um, but Choi Choi got lay touch wood that nothing bad happened. Oh no 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 not but, at all. But, that's why I'm saying like yeah. Like, then you're wondering. You're just. I, I'm. There, there has to be ways to work towards that same, um, where you kind of break down the barriers of family and just become people who love each other. Yeah. Without I think there was without that. the spur of tragedy, mm. you know, because I think that's a terrible way for a family to come together. I mean, yeah. It it, it happens. And it works, but it's a terrible way for like a group of people to, to have to learn to love each other. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I think um, that was something that I learned like at church. To be honest, like yeah. when I used to go to church, um, I'm still a Christian, but I just I don't go to church anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll later. get a lot of comments. No, on more on that later. The religion um, talk is always good. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean that could be a whole other episode, but. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, and even not even in church, but there was some like, so I I'm pretty sure I'm ADD, and my parents didn't know how to handle me and yeah. wouldn't wouldn't diagnose me as such because with Asian families there's no such thing, but they sent me for a course to help me focus, <laughs> and this course was basically they like kept you they locked you up in a room for three days. Oh no. Yeah, basically what is what they did and. Um, and they would teach you, like, motivate you how to, like, get in touch with your feelings and slow down. They would teach you how to speed read. They teach you how to be a superhuman. I don't know. They, they Was this Xavier's school for gifted youngsters? <laughs> no. I would know if I had come out with some special gifts, but I did not. Um, but in any case, so that in one of those, uh, one of the lessons we had to learn was to express ourselves and learn how to say what we're feeling to family members. Mm. And I think unless we break that mold of not being completely open and I'm not saying that 
you have to be completely open with your parents. I don't think that that's, yeah. you know, I don't think that's, honestly, I don't think that that's very healthy. Yeah. Also, one, because we just come from a different generation that yeah. they won't understand, but at least speak their love language, you know, like yeah. try and talk to them and break that barrier because the generation above us doesn't know how to do that. You know, because they openness is not way. yeah. Openness is not a huge thing. It's, it wasn't even a language they were allowed to speak. Mm, you know, it wasn't yeah. a part of their culture, especially in Asian culture. Exactly. You don't and, talk about your feelings. Yeah, you and I mean, yeah. I respect the boundaries and and I respect the generation the system. gap. Yeah, I respect the system, but I definitely think it's important to understand each other because so then we can manage expectations. This house is really cool. Yeah. Um, Manage expectations in a sense that when I was younger, my little sister and I, because we're we're like sixteen months apart, we're really close in age. Yeah. We would back each other up. Where my mom would be like, "Why is this not done?" Blah blah blah, <laughs> and we would be like, "Mom, this stuff is really hard. Like, <laughs> school is really hard now. Did you know that?" You'd be like children reasoning and like yeah, and like... she would be like, "What is this? Like, who are you?" And then you know what we did though? We sat her down and we were like, "All right, you do it." <laughs> Right, and she has a degree and freaking with numbers and it was a math problem that we were having we just didn't want to do it we were like this is too rough we're going to just wait for the tutor to come in I'm just imagining like two like, little Chinese girls speaking in Australian accents like, it was really alright mother well, okay at this point we were all, we were oh. all fluent with the Singlish alright mother you do this you think Dingo. you're so smart Oh my gosh, another cul-de-sac. Will ever go then? Is there's this the tons, same one? There's so many cul-de-sacs in Singapore. This is not the same one. This is the same one. There's not the same one. There's so many cul-de-sacs oh, in Singapore. The gates look the same. Oh. So many cul-de-sacs. Um, it's just it's so dense, I never see them. Yeah. It's, I like cul-de-sacs. tons of residential. It, isn't it? Yeah, it's so cozy. They're nice. They're yeah. like, hi, we're all neighbors. Let's get along. But we you know, I never really, never really did that with my... I don't talk to my neighbors. Yeah. Not, I mean, I say we say hi and bye and we smile at each other, but I like again, the openness. Yeah. You know, there's just no. And I've had no like. I grew up with like no community around me. Our society in Singapore is so closed up, and like, and I feel like and isolated. Yeah, but I feel like so many things are not helping towards that. Yeah. Like, of I, course, you there have, are though. There are things in place that the government trying to do. Like, but like the mass, the mass societal shift. Is shifting towards the wrong way, you know, where it's like you have um, the Asian tendency to kind of keep to yourself, mind your own business, the Singaporean tendency to mind your own business, and then at the same time you also have like phones and like network, social networks that that are kind of drawing us further and further away from like human yeah. connection, right? So it's like more and more we don't really feel the need to get to know the people around us or open up to the people around us, you know. Or and like, more and more, it's okay to never speak to people around yeah. you, like human people. Like, I want so much to go to my neighbor's door and say, like, hey, can I borrow some eggs? But I am I always have eggs, so I don't have to. But, <laughs> yeah, like, you know... That's really... Yeah, I totally, like... I have a really good friend. His name is Chris Ian, and yeah. we met because he was my neighbor yeah. in... Uh, in Boston, like the first apartment I lived in, yeah. and we turned, we ended up being like really good mates. Like yeah. he was, he ended up like kind of taking a break from school because he needed to earn some money. And then I would wake him up every morning to try. Uh, well, I woke him up in particular one morning to <laughs> study for his realtor exam. And oh, like random, but okay. Yeah, no, he studied. He studied uh, real estate to earn money so he could go back to school. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we've be- we've become like really good mates, even though like we've got distance between us. But you know, we still talk every now and then. And I never had that like yeah. growing up. You know. Oh. 
You're like, oh, you poor thing. You had no friends. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's so much. It's. it's, it's I mean, I just it, didn't know how. I didn't know how to communicate with people. I, really I resonate. Awkward. I resonate very well because I mean, I said oh, I'm very unimpressedly because yeah, that's that's also my fucking life. That's the life of a lot of people. I feel live in Singapore because we're like the system put in place and like just in general our Asian tendencies. Yeah. It's it's so hard it's, to open it's up. It's so to extreme though because there are people that won't ever talk to you, yeah. and then there are the people that will not stop talking to you that you're like. But, like, okay. Well. But I, I, I will say this: like, more and more and more, and like the more I look back in my past, more and more, like, yes, people are generally like very they mind to themselves and all those things. But all it takes is for someone to reach out, you know. Because yeah. so many times I've noticed that as long as you just reach out, people open the fuck up. You yes, know? and really, all it takes is like a smile. All it like takes is a smile, wave. or just like go like, what you do today, something like that. You know, yeah. like, what you've been up to, like. Just the other day, like I, I, I saw my neighbor and like we did the regular high high and then like I, I noticed that he was like polishing his car and I noticed that he does this quite often. So I just said to him like um like I just said like oh what do you use to like wax your car? Like it's so freaking shiny. And then he just starts telling me about the things that he does to clean his car. And that's something that he holds very dear to him. That's an important part of his life and he just let me in on it. So that's like really that cool. exactly it just shows how open people are, even in Singapore, even Asians, even Chinese people, Malay people, Indian people, whatever it is. Just people in general. People in general that like all it takes is like a little bit of a reach. And they open up, and I find that really beautiful. But at the same time, like more that taxi pe- ran that red. Yeah, um, I find it really beautiful. But at the same time, also that more people need to know that it, that you should re- reach out. Yeah, I think honestly, because it's that- so easy to just keep it in. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy to just like have eye contact with somebody and then just and look then away. Walk away. Yeah, walk look away. away. It's that. That's that's easier than you know going like hey or hi or what's up. Yeah. You know they might go like oh you're weird, but you know that's a fifty fifty chance. The other fifty is like they go hey I'm fine. Let's let's. You let's know it's funny too because like when I went to go visit a friend, uh, in uh, in this kind of country type town mm. in the states. Um, Oh, sorry. It was in New Jersey. It was my my friend April. She write, I write a lot with her and I lived with her in New York. Yeah. And it's like everyone in that neighborhood knew each other. Yeah. They knew, like, the lives of each other. Aww. And it was so nice. Like, Aww. you know what I mean? Like, it felt like it would be like how if... Because I live, like, in town. If everyone in town, like, knew each other... I mean, it'd be creepy, but it would be, like, really nice. Like, you know everyone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like there's no... Because it's so dense here, and it's... And people are so, like, you know, the whole, like, don't wash your dirty laundry in public and all this stuff. Like, it gets mm. really hard to just talk to people. Yeah. A lot of things are taboo in Asian societies. I think we can keep them taboo and respect them, but also find a way to communicate as well. Yeah. It's not as bad as Japan, though. I was recently in Japan. It blew my mind how quiet everyone is over there. Like, you're, like, literally walking... Literally walking on the busiest crosswalk, and, like, all you hear is the music playing in in the buildings. Like, no one's talking. Like, no one's talking to each other. You know, it's really funny that you bring that up, because I went to Japan right after Nathan went to Japan. Yeah. And, um... And... It's surreal. And I was on the bus on the way to the hotel from the airport, yeah. and I sat next to this Italian guy who had been living in Japan for three years. Right. And, you know, we didn't really talk, one, because I was really tired and I, like, pretty much slept most of the ride, but as we were getting, um, as we were walking up towards the end of uh, the ride, yeah. we started talking, and he was telling me he lived there for three years, and, and then he, and then it got really dark all of a sudden. He was like, 
I just like I'm tired of looking at people with no souls. I was like, <gasps> what? He's like, yeah, you go on the subway and it's like there are bodies, but they're not there. And I'm like, it is what? It is kind of eerie. And, and he's, he's like, not wrong. yeah, he's like, they. I just wish that someone would ask a question, ask about what they're doing, just like you know, pretend yeah. to have a personality. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, not just like. I look at Japan and I, I, and no I think idea. I look at Japan and I just think yeah that's that's too far gone that's Singapore in 30 years if we don't stop you know like I feel like we are a fucking efficient company oh, a co- country yeah but, but I feel like, like I feel like Singapore so still has so much humanity to offer there's still so many interesting stories to tell because you have so many cultures living amongst each other yeah. that there's still so much there and like for the most part it's not like in I, I'm on an MRT and people still smile at each other and they offer seats to each other it's still there's still something there do, do you want to do that in Japan? Not as much. In Japan, holy shit. Because it's such a patriarchal society, yeah. more than more times than I can count in one hand, right? I saw examples of just like stuff you've never seen in Singapore. For example, uh, a guy sitting on a bench eating his lunch that his girlfriend, I'm assuming, provided for him. And sitting around him were three female students, and he's on a bench eating his lunch. Three female students sat on the floor talking to him while he has his lunch and I'm like the fuck is happening here like is this like his fan club like why are they like squatting at his feet and giving him food as he sits on a, on like a bench throne and that was one thing that kind of took me back and as well like I was on the train and then there's a group of friends about like I think uh, two girls and three guys three guys sat down on the seats two girls stood up and they were just talking to each other and I'm like wow that doesn't happen it's just like it's crazy over there. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, it's the kitty. It's a little kitty cat. I want a puppy. Like I really do. I want a puppy. Go for it, man. Oh, it's a, oh, it's like a younger <laughs> kitten. It's a kitty. Right. He literally slowed the car down. Yeah. To check out the kitten. All right. So I think I've kept you long enough, Daphne. Oh, thank we, you. Yeah, we've we've run circles around my house. I about think I might have. Disca- I think I might have. I've shown you parts of your neighborhood that even you didn't know about. No, like um, there's two cul-de-sacs around me. I didn't yeah. know about. Now you know where you, um, where to jog. Um, so before I let you go, I think I would be remiss to. Um, he just missed the entrance. I know, I know. Okay. Um, I'd be remiss to say that we, we oh yes, we mentioned earlier we have written stuff together. Mm. At the back of the car right now, I have three guitars because I just finished. <laughs> I just finished um, uh, recording all the guitar tracks, right? Okay, you can actually park in the car park and then we can do it. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay. That's gonna be the. <laughs> the finale. No, never mind. Um, listeners, you'll see it. What? No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> can I U-turn? Oh, here? we're periscoping it. No, no, no. no. Um, I don't think you can, but you just did anyway. I did anyway. He did it anyway. Driving. Um, yeah, but uh, we we wrote two songs together that are gonna be released soon. Um, which one do you wanna do? The older one or the newer one? Let's do the older ones. It's cool. already out there. Cool. And also, Let's not give away also the... I can't remember the newer one <laughs> like, by heart yet. Um, hey, you should teach me the chords. I wanna play it in KL. We'll do. I'll send you the thing that I sent to all my musicians. Okay. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, this was real. This, this was fun. This has been great. Thank I need you to pick much. your brain too. You need to pick my brain point. one day. Hi, you recognize her? Yeah. Alright, lift the gates. And lift the gates. We are now finally back at your home after driving around it for <laughs> like an hour. I don't know how long it's been. I, I, we can go down I have no method of keeping Book time with this. Okay. 
Um, we can do it here. I'm, I don't think any cars are going to come. Okay, we're going to come back late. I just hope that my phone is enough memory. Yeah, we're still going. Cool. Oh, I can't believe it. Like, can you imagine, like, if, like... like, died, like, an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, imagine, like, if, like, this thing stopped recording about, like, half an hour ago, and it'd just be... Like, once John said well, bye, it just stopped. Okay. So, yes, we, are, we shall let you guys hear a song that we wrote together. Okay, so this song... Um, I'll also sing this song in KL. Yeah, this song is called Tell Me Something. And it was written. Well, I uh, it was something that I brought to Daphne, saying, "Hey, I'm kind of stuck with this. Let's kind of work oh, this out." What a beautiful song. And it was a song about um, relationships and honesty, because I think that's something that um, is always worth thinking about. Like when you're with somebody, a significant other, that you share a, a good chunk of your time with, um, you would assume that that would just you would assume that that would just equate to you know a full on. Um, you know everything and every every aspect of each other's lives, and something about that always interested me because sometimes even the people that you love, you're not completely honest with them. There's still little things that you keep locked away, mm-hmm. and you might share it with somebody else, but not particularly the person you love. Like be it you're fear, scared, be it fear of judgment. Like you know, sometimes you're fe- you fear that you know like the things that you hold closest to yourself are the things that they might not love, and. I don't know, something about that just always um, intrigued me. And. Gotta park in the green lots. Cool. And there was one time. Oh, is he waving? No, he's not waving. No, you. <laughs> and the, I, I was seeing somebody at some point, and one of the things. I was that, gonna ask, did you write it for that person? And well, I kind well of, for, I for, for persons in general, but this person just kind of gave me a hook through conversation. The, uh, this person will always ask me, tell me something about you that I don't know. And mm, that's really sweet. It would always make me like think for for like, a, a couple of seconds, and I'd open a new part of myself up to her, and she would do the same. And something about that was always very cool to me. Um, but it, it also made me think like, what are the parts that we're not revealing? What are the parts that are left unsaid? And mm. that is where this song came from. So as I reverse into this lot, and then fuck. Grab- okay, cool. All right. Whoa. Cool. Um, let me just grab the guitar. Keep them occupied while I do things. Oh, okay. So Nathan is now uh, trying to go to the back of his car, stepping on everything in his path. And uh, I had just tried to start charging my phone because it was dying, but now it's at 65%. Holy cow, that was good. Um, all right, the guitar is out. I'll play from back here. All right, okay. Nice. But we, we don't hear you. I'll sing loud. Do you want me to hold it? That's no, cool, that's cool. That's okay, all right. All right, so here we go. This is... That's that, that yeah. Okay, here we go. Alrighty. I ah. should hold it. Sorry. What? No, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. My shoes are back there, too. Okay. Is that E still in attitude? Do you want to do it in the key we recorded it in or step down? This, this is fine. Okay. There we go. Tell me something about you I don't know. There's a million different things where do I start? Tell me something about you I don't That if I tell you it'll break your heart 
Tell me a story, let me flip the page I know how it ends, so why should you care? Tell me that story, I've got time to wait This isn't gonna take us anywhere Sorry that I couldn't find a word to tell you so you'd feel close Maybe if we're hanging on that means this could be worth it Who knows, who knows I let go every secret If that means I could hold on to Present and future Nikku, everybody. Nathan Artoto and well, John, we miss you. John, already. we miss you. Uh, uh, Daphne, before the guest leaves, uh, we have them say uh, a salutation to the members of the Good Hang Gang, and we say thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Gang. Thanks for the hang. Woo!
virtually hugging in the car. You just yeah. can't see it. You can actually park in the car park and then we can do it. Oh, for real? Yeah.